Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Weird World Podcast. My hi. Name? Hi. I was, I was talking to the audience. So shut the fuck up. I, that was implied. Yeah. My name's Carrie. I'm Aaron. I'm Dean. And Aaron's sitting here crocheting. Hell yeah. A rainbow blanket. Fuck you. Or a tube top. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> is, that, is that crocheting that flexible? Mm-hmm. Wow, it could be a two-top bar blanket. So it's going to be a chihuahua blanket or a two-top. We'll see. Okay. Yeah. Right. I'll post pictures of it on mm-hmm. Instagram. It's got a few holes in it, but that's okay. <laughs> and Dean's going to tell us something weird. This is something ripped from, not today's headlines necessarily, but recent headlines, yes. At least recent headlines on the interwebs, for in sure. In the last... Well, quarter decade? I mean, quarter century? That. The last year plus. <gasps> oh, okay. That's it's, recent. It's actually going to be a UFO story. I call it the tic-tac-toe <gasps> UFO. Some folks call it the Nimitz UFO. Tic-tac-toe? You'll, I'm not sorry. <laughs> Just the tic-tac. You know? Oh. <laughs> My bad. Tic-tac-toe UFO? I like that one. There's nine UFOs that play tic-tac in the sky. No, this is the tic-tac UFO story. It all really started back as the year 2004 wound down. The US, I was a child. Yes, you were just a little child. Yeah. You were not in the Navy. I was not in the Navy. The USS Princeton, which was a part of the Navy, it was a guided missile cruiser. It had been tracking something strange in the skies for quite some time. These are the skies over off of Southern California and even Baja California, Mexico. So for two weeks, in early, basically the first couple of weeks of November 2004, the Princeton crew had been seeing these these traces of objects in the sky on their very highly advanced advanced AN spy. I don't know if it's intentional. Dash Y. So AN slash SPY dash one B passive radar system. Oh, sounds very high tech and official. It sure does. According to the chief petty officer named Kevin Day, about eight to ten objects were track moving south near. Catalina Island in one incident. It's about 30 miles, almost 50 kilometers off the coast of Southern California. Goddamn Catalina wine mixer. Catalina wine mixer. <laughs> this may have actually, it's funny you say that because actually this was seen by the people at the Catalina wine mixer. Oh this, my this, God. This, that's not true. The objects seem to fly in formation at about 28,000 feet. It's a little over 8,500 meters. Weirdly, the objects were going slow, really slow. Like about 100 knots, which is equal to about 100 miles per hour. So not airplanes. Well, doesn't seem like it. They'd fall out of the sky, I think, at that that kind of speed. Radar from other vessels in the area also picked up these slow-mo UFOs. And and, and again, just to be clear, when we say UFO here, it means literally unidentified flying object. doesn't mean alien aircraft. doesn't mean extraterrestrials. But it does mean they don't know what it was. And they, they didn't know what it was. For another week or so, the naval vessels periodically picked up these traces of these, these unidentified aircraft. According to the Navy's monitoring equipment, they, these objects were spotted as high as 80,000 feet in the air, 24,384 meters. <laughs> and they'd plummet sometimes to 20,000 feet or even and hover and, and wait and sort of flit about, darting out of range. Sometimes they'd, they'd plummet right down to the surface of the ocean. Hmm. And, it, and this is this was being tracked by ship-bound radar system. But at one point, an E-2C Hawkeye radar detection plane up in the air 
also picked up radar readings of these things in the sky around them. I'm assuming different branches of the military were talking to other branches of the military, right? Well, these were all naval boats and planes that were... Okay, so were they checking with... Like Air Force is you? The Pentagon, (laughs) yeah. Presumably. Presumably they would have have checked and just said, hey, hey, what's going on here? You guys got a new thingy going on? Yeah. I see it. Because that's pretty cool. It's doing some amazing things. I mean, these were doing things that human technology cannot do. Well, helicopters. Jobs is going crazy. Helicopters can hover and they can't go eighty thousand feet to twenty thousand feet in seconds. They can't flit about. A human can't do that, right? True. A human would would die. Die so quick, instantaneously on that kind of acceleration. The G force would just suck your skin off. Human smoothie. Yeah, you'd be dead. So, I mean, what was going on here? The Navy was tracking. Was the Navy tracking actual alien aircraft? Mm. And if so, why the hell didn't we know about this back in 2004? Well, that's what I was going to say. Was there any news? No. Coverage of it at all? Five year old me. Okay. But no, there was no no news coverage because they didn't tell anyone. Rude. And, and were these, so these were detected by radar. Were they not visible? We'll get to that. Okay. Part. In fact, in fact, what I've just described was not anywhere near the most dramatic encounter. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. That was just about to happen. Dun, dun, dun. Thank you. Thanks for the music cue. It, that incident occurred, occurred on the 14th of November 2004. It's a bright, beautiful, sunny day with phenomenal visibility, by, by the way. This was... So damn right, man. Mm. Kathleen, what? November, man? Mid-November, South California, bright and sunny. But please don't move there if you're somewhere else because it's too, already too overcrowded. The exercise, there were, the Navy was having an exercise south of California in Pacific w- waters. So really actually kind of west of Ensenada, Mexico in Baja. This time, the, the same, the USS Princeton, a again, a, a missile-guided destroyer or missile-guiding destroyer or something like that, it was it picked up these, these blips on the radar again, right? And so it... It did a call out, hey, any planes out there? Because, they, again, later in the day, they're about to have a, a large-scale exercise here, kind of a training exercise, right? So they contacted two Navy FA-18EF Super Hornet fighter jets. Oh. They were from the USS Nimitz, an aircraft carrier stationed in San Diego, and it's also part of the exercise. They were – so, again, they're flying in the area. The exercise was going to start later that day. It was this little squadron, squadron of two planes was commanded by Commander David Fravor. You heard that name. And each carried a, two, a pilot and a wing man, kind of a weapon specialist wingman. So there's two F-A-18 Super Hornets up in the air, two pilots each. Okay? Okay. The Princeton's operation officer, he radioed the two planes and he said, Hey, are you guys carrying any weapons? And, they, and Commander Fravor said, Yeah, but it's only... Cat M9s. <laughs> I act like I know what those are. I don't. Yeah. They're essentially they're dummy missiles that can be fired because, again, they're just doing an exercise. Right. They don't want live They don't want to really. Planes. Yeah. So, Fravor said, I mean, I'm, I'm sorry, the operator said, you know, real missiles or not, we need you to do something for us. You need to go up in the air up to these coordinates 
and find out what the hell we're picking up on radar because we don't know what it is. That'd be a fun assignment. Wouldn't yeah. It? That would be actually. That yeah, would be pretty yeah. exciting. I'm sure it was. Even if it was nothing, that'd be fun. Yeah. To be <laughs> no, told. Because okay. they get to do something. I know. <laughs> Chief Petty Officer David Kay again, he ordered them to um, to go. He, he, gave, he directed them essentially to the coordinates to find these objects that they were seeing in the sky, these radar traces. It really, they said that it was to determine if, is this something that could be a danger to our exercises, our right. exercise later in the day when yeah. we have a lot of planes in the sky. So go check it out, see what it is. So the two planes under Fravor approach the radar blips, and soon they're at what's called a merge plot. That means effectively the radar person can't tell the objects that oh. they're going to from, from the planes them. that they just yeah. sent. It's like, you're right on them, kind of a thing. That's good to hear. But there was nothing on the Hornets plane mm-hmm. radar when they got right to where the uh, ship's radar was picking up these anomalies. Okay. Okay. And then they looked out physically, physically. Right. And saw nothing. Okay. I'm going to ask a dumb question. Yes. So the radar says exactly what altitude something is at, right? Mm-hmm. It doesn't just say it's at this. No, they gave position. exact coordinates. So, okay. Vertically, horizontally. Mm-hmm. So even the if they're one. even if they have cloaking technology, they'd still hit them. Right? Well, I mean, <laughs> they can't get it to like within that close, presumably. I mean, they're right in the mm-hmm. same area. They don't have to actually <laughs> hit them. They're like, I don't see anything. Boom! Ah, no, damn. No. Yeah. Can't even see it, man. Well, if they can't see them, maybe they are cloaked. Yeah. (laughs) Wonder Woman goes, fuck. Wonder Woman's in the back taking a piss. Yeah. In her invisible jet. Well, shit, there's people here. Crap. Fuck. So I shouldn't have had this whole jet invisible. Mm -hmm. So so they're they're looking around. They don't see anything. They're not picking it up on their radar. But suddenly, just as this happens, the Princeton saw this UFO suddenly drop from 28,000 feet, where they had sent the two planes, that's about 8,500 plus meters, all the way down to just above the surface of the Pacific Ocean. Whoa. Mm. They radioed the air crew and said, hey, they just went down the, to the ocean. Naturally, the radio, the, the air crew there looked down <laughs> below them. I know, it's just like, leaned over. Yeah. out the window. <laughs> below them, they saw an oval-shaped area of turbulence. In an otherwise very, very calm sea. See? Told you. What did you tell us? They're cloaked. Okay. <laughs> Carrie's been watching too much Star Trek. Somebody's cloaked. Well, how, how do they see the turbulence? I'm, I'm getting on this cloaked bandwagon. Okay. All right. How, I, how could you see the turbulence and not see the cloaking magician? aircraft? Just hold on. Okay. So... <laughs> There's this area of turbulence below them, and one of the uh, pilots said, or one of the yeah, one of the the crewmen said that it was quote the size of a Boeing seven thirty seven airplane. The turbulence because because apparently all people in yeah. Navy are, are who are pilots they measure everything in aeronautical terms. Uh-huh. That's my my guess. It's like hairstylists they measure everything mm. in scissor lengths. I exactly. Believe. Something like he's about fifteen clippers away. <laughs> so it also seemed, by the way, that there was less turbulence in the middle of this frothing oval of turbulence down on the ocean. The pilots thought it looked maybe that there was something in the center of the oval just below the surface of the water. Oh. And that the churning waves were sort of breaking over it. Gotcha. Right? So it this, this frothing kind of white cappy, I guess, yeah. area. That's the size of a 737. And in the middle of it, it's a little less churny 
and something seems to be just mm. below the surface of the ocean. Then, now again, apparently, very suddenly, they saw an object hovering just over this turbulence, maybe 50 feet, 15 meters or so, above the surface of the sea. So did it come from just below the water, out of the water? Yeah. Did it come mm-hmm. from somewhere else? Is it a second object? They don't did know. Did it, it uncloak? Very suddenly. Maybe it uncloaked. <laughs> it must have. And Shit, the batteries run out. <laughs> that sucks. It'll go on low power mode. Does anybody have D's? We need D's. <laughs> it was sh- the, the object just over the surface of this turbulence was shaped just like a Tic Tac. <laughs> At least that is what Commander Fravor and Lieutenant Commander Jim Slate, who was on the second Super, Super Hornet, said. They said it's bright, white, shaped like oh. a Tic Tac. You know, those little minty candies. So it's a peppermint tic tac. It must be, right? Not if an orange, orange tic tac. Right? Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're roughly, I don't know. There's any, uh, let's assume not everybody knows what tic tac is shaped like, but it's kind of like a capsule, but it's, it's like a pill. Long. Yeah. It's, but a, kind of a little bit longer than a normal pill, kids pill can maybe, take. but roughly like a pill, a capsule, right? Yeah. Trina's young. So, and, and, and this did look like that. Maybe it's a little longer, I guess, than a tic tac, the pictures I saw. You've probably had one. They're delicious. Mm-hmm. This is where if Jack was here, he'd say, sponsor us Tic Tac. <laughs> <laughs> hey, sponsor us Tic Tac. Okay. You doing his job? Yep. And like a Tic Tac, the object was perfectly white and smooth. Mm. No sign minty of... Minty fresh. Minty, I'm sure it was. I wonder if they smelled it. Yeah. Mm, I don't smell... You know what? I do. Is that peppermint? Mm. There's no sign of portholes. Or windows, there's no sign of wings or any or tail, any other appendage whatsoever. There is also no sign of any exhaust outlet or engine heat. Which means essentially, and everything that it, uh, goes by human propulsion yeah. has that. So, uh, so, but unlike a tic tac, however, though, it was about either 30 to 45 feet long. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, a very big tic tac. They don't mm-hmm. sell those in stores. It's about nine to 14 meters, by the way. So, like 10 tic tacs. Yeah. Biggest tick, 10, really? <laughs> tic Tacs are tiny. That's a 7 tic-tac. billion Tic Tacs. So Commander Fravor, he begins to descend toward this giant breath mint in, in kind of a circular <laughs> motion. I, I guess he didn't want to scare it away just in case extraterrestrial aliens were uh, you know, shy. Yeah. Retiring, or a little skittish, maybe. I don't know. But he, so, so he descends slowly in this kind of circular motion toward the object. I mean, you know, and maybe he just didn't want to dive bomb it because... <laughs> laser him out of, the, out of the sky. I don't know. But regardless, when he uh, descends, the object starts to ascend in a similar kind of curving pattern. Apparently, also, it was careful to stay at a distance from the F-18. So the crew interpreted, the, interpreted this as that it recognized right. the plane and was reacting to yeah. it. Mimicking it, it. Yeah, it seemed to sort of mirror what it was doing. Yeah. Coming toward it as the plane was going, as the, as the F-18 was going down toward the object. Huh. So now Fravor says, screw it, and he, he, he dives. He does a nosedive down toward the object. He said he wanted to, uh, his trajectory was intended to take him just under the object because, no, he didn't want to hit it. Right. But he wanted to go, he wanted to get a close look just beneath the object. And, you know, since naturally this was a UFO... What did it do? Disappeared. It it accelerated at a blinding blur and was out of sight in like two seconds. One of the other pilots said it blazed right by the nose of Fravor's plane, his Mm. F-18, the other pilot who was was higher. Fravor said, quote, it accelerated like nothing I've seen before. 
and he was, quote, pretty weirded out. Yeah, but you don't say. <laughs> I don't blame him. So both crews, saw four it. people All saw four this. people saw it, okay. yes. Two people came public. Slate has publicly talked about it. Fravor has publicly talked about it quite a bit. We'll see later on a female wing person in the other plane has also talked about it, but anonymously. Yeah, okay. So it's weird, yeah. But hey, that's over. It's gone. The pilots thought Point as they, less than the end of the breath meant UFO. Mm-hmm. So they changed their course to head for the cap point. That's con- combat air patrol point. That's the area basically where they're going to have their exercise, right. their maneuvers, right? Yeah. And they were, they were some distance away from it. On the way there, though, just as they started to go off there, the Princeton radioed them and said, hey, you'd better hurry to the cap point because the object just reappeared. 60 miles away, exactly at the cat point. Jesus. Ooh. That's creepy. That is the, uh, to do this, that object would have had to travel at about 2,400 miles per hour. That's 30, that's 3,900 kilometers per hour. If it it was going to travel 60 miles or 97 kilometers in a few seconds. Was there other planes already at the cat point? Closer to it. Hmm. In fact, two different Super Hornets were a little bit closer to the cap point. So I, and I think they were all, the uh, Princeton radioed them and said, hey, can you get over to the cap point ASAP and investigate what's going on? We, we now see these objects. Because my question is, is it also mysterious that this Tic Tac knew where the cap point was? Very mysterious that it, knew, that it appears to have known. Yeah, because if the, the other planes was. weren't exactly at the cap point, then how did it know? I, I, I'm going to have to say they were not because otherwise they wouldn't have the yeah. other two planes say, get over to the right. cap point because yeah. yeah. you're closer than Fravor's two planes. Go see what's out there yeah. at the cap point. Because again, I, I don't think the exercises had started yet. So yeah. that means it's listening. Yeah. It knows things. It, it does. Knows shit. It can tell. Yep. That's scary. It has access to sensitive uh, military transmissions. That's access. WikiLeaks. Ooh, you think it's WikiLeaks? Yeah, but it works for them. Very quick, WikiLeaks. Very fast. Lightning speed. So as Fravor and his comrades returned to the USS Nimitz, they they were essentially being taken over for by the other two planes. Right. The Nimitz dispatched these other planes that had sophisticated infrared cameras called FLIR pods. F-L-I-R. One of these cameras got to the point where the object was and recorded video of something, something yeah. that was going way too fast in those Pacific skies of November 2004. This video, and we'll go into it a little later, was not released by the Navy until December 16, 2017. And even then, it, it appears to have not actually been released by the Navy, but by a third party. Did mm. you see it? Have you seen it? I've seen it. I've, there's two videos. We'll go into both of them. Did it blow your mind? Uh Still a little. It's very compelling. Huh. I will say that. Both videos are. Yeah. So Interesting. All of this was confirmed by another pilot in the air with Fravor. As I mentioned a minute ago, I, I, uh, she, the, this female pilot who, just by process, process of elimination, she was the wing person specialist. She had to have been Jim Slate's, Lieutenant Slate's, right? It was Slate and Fravor, the two pilots. Right. <laughs> and she was not She was not on Fravor's plane because she talked about how she saw Fravor dive bomb toward the... the so she... You know, yeah. It's not like the Navy doesn't know who she is. Well, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, yeah, they know who yeah. she is. They know they exactly know who she is. is. But she went on a History Channel 
had a, uh, a started a show called Unidentified Inside America's UFO Investigation, and its initial episode was about this incident. This uh, we'll call it the Tic Tac incident. Is she still active duty military? I, you know, or I, 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 they, they didn't say. Okay. But and this was in 2004, so she may be, she, but she may not be. And just yeah. want to stay silent. Fravor has spoken publicly about it on camera, and he did in, the, in this show as well extensively. Again, Jim Slate has talked to the media about it by by name. He was the other pilot. Yeah. So, but she basically, and we'll talk about this show a little bit later. The, he was Bama Sam Booty Vicious. Who was the, the female pilot? Yeah. How do you know? How do you know? Have you seen I'm her? I'm just guessing that. She's, she's in, in complete shadow on the show, just mm-hmm. so you know. So this pilot, this female pilot who's, who remained anonymous, she said the Tic Tac was about 40 feet large. So that, and really everything she said corresponded perfectly with uh, Commander Fravor's testimony. Or, you know, witness. when Did they say like when they were done with this little exercise, did they like land and talk about it? And, oh, I'm sure I they mean, talked so, about it. Yeah, they, okay. in fact, we'll get into that in a minute too. We'll, much later in the podcast, we'll get into that. But yes, okay. there was buzz immediately within naval channels. Okay. Absolutely. Sort of peer-to-peer buzz, at least. So Fravor and the other personnel on the plane, were, all of them were just were baffled by what they had just experienced. Fravor said, quote, I have no idea what I saw. It had no plumes, rings, I'm sorry, wings, or rotors, and outran our F-18s, which are very fast. Yeah. He said, so I have no idea what I saw, but I want to fly one, he said. <laughs> and Sounds the, like a pilot. <laughs> yeah. Oh, for sure. The anonymous female pilot said, that she could, quote, not say it's from outer space, but not say it wasn't. Yeah. I mean, they were, these are experienced pilots. And again, sometimes, that, you know, they are trained to observe. Sometimes that gets exaggerated. Like, you, you have UFOs. There's a famous UFO incident involving a sheriff's deputy in Texas, for instance. And, oh, he's a cop. He's a trained observer. Yeah. Not really. But these are pilots. Yeah. Experienced pilots. Yes. They are trained observers. Yeah. And what they saw was well, absolutely unexplainable to them. Mm-hmm. Besides the trained observer part, they know how things can fly through the air yes. and how they can't. And It did things human craft yeah. cannot do, not even close. That's what I would trust. And they don't have a ton of motivation to say no, they fact, saw they the opposite. The exactly. opposite. Yeah. They have a ton of the opposite motivation. It, it, can, it can be You don't want to stir up shit. Yeah. And you, just, you just sound like, oh, yeah, that was that nutty, you know, yeah. that Fox yeah. Mulder mm-hmm. over there. You know. You're going to sound crazy. Is something out there? Do you want to believe? So, yeah, no, they have absolutely, I mean, and that's, uh, that's undoubtedly why the female pilot remained anonymous. Even, uh, I presume that she's not in the Navy anymore, but even if she, you know, either way, yeah. she's going to be tarred as the person who yeah. believes in UFOs. And so well, and also she's it. female. She's, yeah. I was in group slightly. therapy with an active duty female person. They are not super nice to people with mental health. So I doubt they would be super great to someone who said they saw UFOs. You're not familiar with HIPAA at all, are you? Mm. Oh. (laughs) Well, I didn't say their name. I know. That's true. I'm kidding. Um, The therapist can talk about their clients that were so-and-so as long as they don't say their name. So a lot about a yoga teacher who was once a client. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. That's a different podcast. Yeah. (laughs) So that was the end of the attack of the Tic Tacs. (laughs) <laughs> Ten years later, though, the objects were seen again, this time in late 2014 into early 2015. And nothing in the interim. Nothing that anybody is aware of huh. publicly, right. let's put it that mm-hmm. way. 
there were many instances during this 2014-15 flap, let's call it. But these this time they're on the Atlantic coast. Oh, they're oh. off the coast of Virginia. That's kind of the middle the middle part of the eastern coast of the United States. I'm trying to set the geography sure, for everybody. Uh, that's great. One of these incidents involved a squadron of VFA-11 Red Rippers. That's the name of a plane. From Naval Air Station Oceana in Virginia. They were training for deployment to the Persian Gulf. Two pilots from that squadron, Lieutenant Ryan Graves and Lieutenant Danny Acoin. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Lieutenant Dan? Lieutenant Dan, a different Dan. Different Dan. He had legs. This one had legs. A-C-C-O-I-N, Lieutenant Danny Acoin. They spoke to the New York Times much later, in December of 2017, by the way. And they did so by name. The New York Times also quoted in this article in late 2017 that it kind of exposed these these two video video images. Uh, they also spoke with three other pilots who had experienced this these incidents off the coast of Virginia, but those folks spoke to them anonymously. So two on the record and three anonymously confirmed all of what we're about to tell. We'll talk about. Okay. So they were also flying FA-18 Super Hornets. But these planes had recently had radar upgrades. And they st- as they had the radar upgrades, they started picking up radar anomalies, blips, tr- sightings, uh-huh. if you will. At first, they thought they were just a bunch of false hits, right? The pilots did anyway. But they kept happening. They happened again and again. And the objects that they tracked kept doing remarkable things. Like they would go really fast. They would go from 30,000, 20,000 feet in a couple of seconds. They'd even go all the way down to the surface of the ocean, kind of like the, the object did in 2004 in the Pacific. And again, they were super fast. They could accelerate at an impossible speed. Then they could slow to a crawl. Or they can then and then fly at even hypersonic speeds. Would they check with their ground people and say hey are you guys picking this up uh i think i you know from what i the things i read it's not 100 percent clear that ground radar was picking these things up okay but the fa-18 radar was picking them up the the various planes and multiple ones okay uh one time lieutenant coin wanted to see what he could see right he wanted to get closer so he had set his plane to merge with the object that he was tracking at and go to and and go to about a thousand feet below it and essentially pass it at a thousand feet below it and, and see what he saw. So he, he got to that point where it should be a thousand feet above him and he tried to spot it with his helmet camera, right? Because it's an infrared camera, it's on his helmet, but he couldn't see it. He couldn't find it. Even though his as he was passing by it, his radar was still picking it up and saying, it's a thousand feet right. directly above hmm. you. Wow. He couldn't spot it with his helmet cam. Spooky. Days later though, not only did his radar spot an object, but at this time his infrared camera did track the object and one of his missiles locked onto it. Ooh. And still he said, I, he, he quoted to the Times. He couldn't I, see it. He, I cannot pick it up visually. See? He cloak. couldn't see it. It's cloaked, bitch. But this time three electronic devices picked it up. Right. Mm-hmm. So a coin and his compatriots thought they were tracking some kind of ultra-secret government drone program or something like that. So they didn't push it. They knew they, they if they told, you know, yeah. if they pass it up, up the chain of command, they just, you know, shut up and, and yeah, leave they, it alone. So they just kind of let it go. But then they did start to actually see the objects themselves. Oh. So Lieutenant Graves, Ryan Graves, he was on base in Virginia Beach when a fellow pilot returned from a mission with a, quote, look of shock on his face. That pilot told Graves, 
quote, I almost hit one of those things. Hmm. The pilot explained that he and his wingman were flying at about 100 feet apart off the coast of Virginia Beach when an object that they'd been tracking on, on radar zoomed by between their wingtips. Whoa. They're 100 Ooh, feet apart. Yeah. It looks something like a, a sphere encasing a cube, this pilot told Graves. A, a sphere, so... Oh, uh, he said a steer. Like. No, a sphere. A <laughs> sphere encasing a cube. A sphere encasing yeah. a cube. Uh-huh. So it's not tic-tac shape. No, it's not. This one's not tic-tac shape. At least, hmm. at least this one sighting doesn't have a tic-tac huh. shape. So he said he was very shook by the near miss, as yeah. the Graves could see he was. He was so concerned, by the way, that he did file an, an official incident report hmm. up to chain of command. I've had to do that at work. Because <laughs> <laughs> I got bit. Well, he almost got hit by an, a UFO. Yeah, okay. yeah, a little, the occupation, the work hazard. <laughs> it's different. Yes, it so, is. so this indicated to the pilots that in, in Virginia that these things could not be the secret, super secret government thing because they would never do that. They're, they're, they're doing mm-hmm. training missions off the coast of Virginia. They'd never send this, what say some yeah. super fast drone, something like that. They wouldn't have it f- buzzing their own aircraft. That makes no sense. So they, they now thought, okay, this is now a danger. To us, this is this is yeah. pretty serious because we've seen it now. It buzzed us. Uh, if if then you know the Navy or Air Force shouldn't be doing this. So what exactly is it? Then in t- early 2015, the infrared camera on one of the Hornets caught the object on video. This is the second video that's out there. It's it's been dubbed the Gimbal video, which is an acronym that's for the uh, the radar system that they use. Oh, okay. And it shows it zipping over the sea as pilots can be heard, heard on the radio wondering. What is this thing? Yeah. One said, wow, that what is that, man? While another <laughs> shouted, look at it fly. <laughs> now, they call each other bro and dude all the time. Yeah, that's so hilarious. Pirates are, pirates are funny. It's a bro, it's a dude. Bro, man, what was that? No, I'm serious. Like, dude. What was, that was a fucking drone, dude, one of them said. They bleeped it out, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure what he said. So, and all agree, everybody agreed that these objects could do, what, what they were doing was way beyond the range of human technological capability. Yeah. Uh, speed doesn't kill you, Lieutenant Graves said to the New York Times. Stopping does. Our acceleration. Mm-hmm. And and now, even if these were unmanned craft, what they did was still impossible, whether they're manned or not. Quote from Graves, we have helicopters that can hover. We have an aircraft that can fly at 30,000 feet and right at the surface. But combine all that in one vehicle of some type with no jet engine, no exhaust plume, you know, dot, dot, dot. Yeah. you saying that's impossible. Because we do have those airplanes that can mm-hmm. just go like straight up. The Harrier jump jets? Like they're hovering and then take off in but the air. But then they fly like a normal plane. Yeah. And hover. you would see you would see exhaust mm-hmm. and Absolutely. all that kind and of stuff. And appendages. Yeah. It wouldn't be a tic-tac. This, yeah. is, this is not, it's a tic-tac or that a has no exhaust and can do Cuban anything else. You can do anything at once. Yeah, our, our sphere in case in a cube in this case. So not only was there now eyewitness and radar testimony of this amazing speed, acceleration, and maneuverability, but the objects also seem to defy physics by their sheer stamina. Lieutenant Graves said, quote, these things were out there all day. Keeping an aircraft in the air requires a significant amount of energy. With the speeds we observed, 12 hours in the air is 11 hours longer than we'd expect. Wow. He reported his findings to the military, and later he reported to, to uh, Congress as well. Oh. So he was, you know, he, something he saw that, that didn't make sense out there. The squadron, by the way, that had these encounters off Virginia was later sent to the Middle East to, the, to support the Persian Gulf operations um, aboard the aircraft carrier Theodore Roosevelt. 
In March of 2015, after they'd been out there a short time, the objects began to reappear on their plane's radar, their F-18's radar. Wait, in the Persian Gulf? In the Persian Gulf. From, from Graves, what? quote, we did have issues with them when we went out to the Middle East, he told the New York Times. Holy moly. So they, they followed them out to the, to the Middle East, <laughs> which actually might be some, uh, some interesting evidence, by the way. We'll get to that in a, in a little bit. Oh. What? Go ahead. What do you mean? Oh, we'll, we'll get to that in a little bit. Okay. <laughs> I want to know Can now. So was this first contact? No. The two videos the Navy released in two, December or were released in December 2017 were dubbed the well one was dubbed the 2004 USS Nimitz Fleur 1 video and the other was dubbed the Gimbal video. The first one the Fleur 1 became has kind of more commonly become became known as the Go Fast video. <laughs> Is that the 2004 one? That's the 2004 okay. one where it's a white Tic Tac and I'll describe it in a second what it does. The second one is still called the Gimbal video. So and oddly, by the way, the, the uh, Go Fast video had been rumored. Uh, there'd been rumors about it for a while, and it was even mentioned in 2015 on a website called Flight Sweep. I'm sorry, FightersSweep.com. But that was only kind of a secondhand attribution, and and the video wasn't released, so it just it, it pun intended went under the radar. No yeah, one talked much about it. It didn't, they get didn't a lot have of, proof. Yeah, and and there's even some evidence. We'll get to this in a little bit that has been around in some form since 2007. But in December 20, December 16, 2017, it exploded on the internet. Yeah. How was this not the biggest thing on CNN and ABC and NBC? I watched and- a video of CNN covering it and talking about it and showing the video. So hmm. they did cover it. How did I miss it? I don't know. I guess how did you miss it? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe the Navy did those. How did our kids miss it? Yeah, how did you guys, how did you not know about this? Well, I was a child. No, not 2017. In 2017. Yeah. Oh, 2017. I don't remember. Two uh, videos came out I and know. they started making the rounds. Oh, I Donald was Trump. Graduating college. What now? Donald Trump. You're so upset that you didn't watch uh, YouTube? Yes. Yes. Okay, all right. I'm, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was catatonic. I'm still <sighs> coming out of it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting ready to it's go like back in. a white woman shock. Yeah, it is. So um, the GoFast video, again, is the one from 2004 that Commander Fravor and that anonymous female pilot interact with. This video shows that white oblong, right? So you'll have to see it. Everybody should watch it. We should, we'll do links to both yeah. these, or to the video. We'll I want to see it. We'll do links to the, 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 um, to the CNN one. It shows the whole thing. And it shows the gimlet video, um, the gimbal video. Uh, there's, uh, there's other sources to, she, to see the tick, the uh, go fast video too. I'm a little upset with Rachel Maddow. Yeah, we're not the covering fuck, it. Yes, I'm not telling you about it. Yes, sorry, she's too busy. She says. crying. Uh, yeah, I know, but she has she's a duty. Other fish to fry. <laughs> okay, so this again, it shows a white oblong. It looks just like they, what they described. It's in the middle. You know how it has a little little frame around it, so it's tracking it. It's the target right, of the infrared yeah. camera on the from this FA-18. It's at about 20,000 feet altitude. It moves very erratically, almost kind of a little randomly. And Fravor uh, talks about it on, on, I think, the CNN story. And he says it was a little bit like a helicopter, but it was moving way too fast, way too sudden. Of course, it looked nothing like a helicopter. Again, no rotors, no nothing. Yeah. Then suddenly it zooms way to the left and out of the frame. That's why it's called the Go Fast video. It's like tracking, tracking, tracking. Vroom, it just darts out of the out of the frame instantaneously. Yeah. The pilots from the History Channel show we talked about it a minute ago say that this jibes exactly with what they saw. It looked just like what they saw. The History Channel show hired two technical experts and they 
looked at it to assess it, looked at the video, and they, they were amazed, again, at the lack of any wings, any evidence of propulsion. They say it basically defies physics, even if it's a, an unmanned drone. And, and if it was a manned craft, the instantaneous acceleration would kill any human being. Yeah. So it's not a human being. It can't be. But it could be something else. The gimbal video, that is apparently from the from the 2014-15 flap, one of those incidents off of Virginia. But it's not dated, so we're not hundred percent certain which one that it is that the gimbal video is from from that. It it, it has to be though, given what, what occurs in the video. Yeah. It shows this time a black kind of oblong object. And the pilots, I, I mentioned a while ago, you know, wow, what was that? The pilots are, are absolutely baffled. Again, you can see videos on YouTube and you hear the pilots talk about it. Uh, one of them said, that's a fucking drone, dude. <laughs> but then he's baffled and amazed by what it does. And they just, I mean, the two pilots are going back and forth for a little while going, what the hell are these? Essentially, what's, yeah. what's happening here? We don't know. These things are doing amazing stuff. Do you see what I'm seeing? Kind of a, kind of a, a sense. So, and in one shot, by the way, if, uh, it looks, because, you know, there's, there's, there's some stills out there of these things taken from the video. In one, it looks a little bit like a Batman symbol because it has a kind oh. of a tiny little protuberance on the bottom and a little bit flatter on the top. Like a, you know, you've seen the Batman yeah. symbol. It's got like a head on the top and a little tail on, on the bottom. Otherwise, it has kind of bat wings. Yeah. But really, in a, when you watch the video live, it just looks like, I mean, that could just be video artifact fuzziness, essentially. Yeah. It looks like a black oblong. Yeah. Think of it almost, maybe it's a, it's a licorice Tic Tac this time. I don't know. <laughs> I wish there were licorice uh, Tic Tacs. That would be gross. Uh, it, it's, it's, neither video shows anything that looks really like wings or a tail or, or shows any sign of exhaust or a plume that you'd expect from normal propulsion. So again, these videos are, what the hell are those? Yeah. These are, I, I, you have to watch these videos. I encourage everyone to go watch them. I, I, again, they're, they're very compelling. They don't look like anything human. The experienced trained pilots observing them are completely stunned and baffled by them. And they're happening 20, 30,000 feet above the water. Yeah. In both wow. instances. So, but, okay, it was not just the strange videos, by the way, that were released in, 2000, in uh, December of 2017, but it was also the existence of a group or an agency called AATIP. A A T I P. This stands for the Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program. You ever oh, heard of it? No. no of no. course you're not. It's a secret until December 2017. Yeah. Senator Harry Reid, he was the former, he's from Nevada, the former leader of the U.S. Senate. He had secret, secretly secured some black ops funding for this group back in 2006 or seven, I believe. So they worked within the Pentagon to analyze radar, video, any kind of other evidence of anything Unknown aircraft, effectively UFOs. Yeah. And before you think it's something like a mini Project Blue Book, it really was. That Project Blue Book was the U.S. Air Force program that actively investigated any kind of UFO phenomenon from 1952 to 1970 when they disbanded right. and said, basically, we don't need to exist anymore because there's no such thing as UFOs. They, no, those guys did active investigations. AUTIP just assessed any, anything that was airborne from existing what you know naval or i guess air force data okay anything in the military's possession essentially okay they worked from 2012 to, to i'm sorry 2007 to 2012 though it turns out most of the grunt work most of the analysis was um, outsourced to a company owned by a guy named tom bigelow 
Who's Tom Bigelow? He's a friend mm-hmm. and donor of Harry Reid. I don't um, like that. No, no one does. Yeah. Big, he, his company was called Bigelow Aerospace, and they apparently absorbed most of that $22 million that was budgeted by, by Reid. She's shocker. Bigelow is a big, big, big believer in UFOs, and he still owns a company that investigates UFO phenomenon yeah. to this day. So, a little queasy. Huh. There, a as little. it's a little like, hey, hey, you want 22 million bucks for doing your hobby? Yeah. <laughs> Effectively. Here you go, buddy. I don't know if it's that. I mean, you know, I mean, Harry Reid has defended it, saying these are things in the, our skies that we don't know what they are. Of course we should look into that. Well, I don't Not disagree with that. Yes. The way he went about it is yeah. Yeah, making sure, sort of funneling it to his, his buddies exactly. and his donor is pretty sleazy. So from 2009 until its end, in 2012, the tip was led by an experienced military intelligence officer named Louis Elizondo. He said they what they did was they matched data of flying objects with the signatures of known aircraft. That was one of the, the primary methods that they used, right? So according to Elizondo, they, quote, found many times that the aircraft did not belong to anybody. In other words, they couldn't match signature of data to known aircraft. Elizondo says that they worked in secret, but much of the work apparently was actually not fully classified. It's, it's a little unclear exactly how super secret and how classified they were. Yeah. Huh. And so, and the Navy gave them up in December 2017 when the video came out and said, yeah, they existed. They were yeah. 2007, 2012, and they were disbanded due well, to budget cuts. So that doesn't have to be a secret that they exist. It doesn't. And it could even be a secret because it's sort of, they don't want people doing, you know, it's a waste of money. Or attacking it as a waste of money. Yeah. And it is. And it but is. But it's a, it's a tiny amount of money for it's one like thing. It's like 22 million bucks over yeah. five years. Good it's, Lord. Yeah. So the program was shut down in 2012 with budget, budget cuts. But when its existence in December 2017 was exposed, Elizondo went public and started talking about it and talking about his experiences with the group. He, he said he'd become frustrated with the Pentagon's refusal, refusal to take seriously what he called a striking series of incidents. So what happened now is that Elizondo belongs to this little this group. He's part of this group that was founded by former Blink-182 singer guitarist Tom DeLonge. Or DeLonge? I'm not sure how you pronounce no it. No idea. Uh, they and some other experts and researchers have, have formed this group called To the Stars Academy of Arts and Science. And they're, oh. they ex- essentially explore the UFO phenomena, right? Oh, huh. Group Music pl- and <laughs> physics. <laughs> Together again, finally. Mm-hmm. This group has some heavyweights. They have, like, there's Chris Mellon. He was a former intelligence analyst, and he was at one point the deputy assistant secretary of defense in the, I think, the Clinton administration. They've also tapped John Podesta for his oh. expertise. Anybody remember that name? Yep. He was Hillary Clinton's campaign manager who in 2016 fell for the Russian fishing expedition yeah. that exposed all of the the internal emails. So yeah. nice job, John. That's a that's a black mark on the record. His t- super secret pizza order got yeah. out. <laughs> so to the Stars Academy also, by the way, sells books and merch. And eventually they want to turn alien technology into, you know, retro engineer it into human technology. So I don't know what to think of them. Tom yeah. Belange is seems like a very serious person. He's it's a it's a issue that's very near and dear to his heart, and he's putting his money where his mouth is. Um, but there's, there's some weirdness around yeah. this group as well. I, and again, mm-hmm. they have they have very serious qualified people on on their staff and on on their major officers of the company. So yeah. I don't know. So, but they're serious, but they want to have a little fun with it. Maybe too. so, yeah. and making a little money. Yeah, too. it's a for profit company. 
Yeah. It's not like a charitable or whatever. Yeah. It's a, it's it's intended to make money too. So what by selling T-shirts and mugs? I I, I, I don't right. know what they're gonna do. And eventually, you know, alien technology. Retrofit alien so, technology. so they're they're not breaking a profit now. I doubt it. <laughs> I'd be shocked. I have not bought any T-shirts or mugs. I don't know. What's to, it the to the stars. To the stars Academy stars. of Ooh. something science something like that. Yeah. I'm gonna have to look it up. So I believe Can we all get shirts? Pixar might yeah. have something to ask about that. But uh, recently, for his part, Elizondo has claimed that the efforts of AUTIP, or at least the efforts in the government, have secretly been ongoing to this day. They didn't. They didn't. Weren't really shut down in 2012. Oh. Now he, I don't know if that means they're just those duties are now a part of some other agency or yeah. something. But that the threat assessment continues, which again, it should. Good. I kind of hope yeah, they are. Yeah. They should be. Yeah. It, it was just another it, country. It, it was super secret drones. Super secret drones. Super secret drones. <laughs> it was Autip, by the way, that apparently released the Nimitz video from the Go Fast video and the Gimbal video that made the big splash that you guys didn't hear about in late <laughs> 2017. Yeah. So, in fact, as we mentioned earlier, there are references again in 2015, and I guess some internet sleuths have tracked at least some versions or some traces of that Go Fast video all the way back to 2007. So it's not, which was right when Autip was opening. So I'm not, it's not clear when exactly, but, but again, those two videos came out simultaneously the same in December 2017. And, and it's been an issue ever since that you were not aware of. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So if they're not UFOs, what are they? There's other theories for sure out there. Lots of theories. Um, a defense writer named Kyle Mizukami has posited three possibilities. He says it could have been equipment malfunction, it could have been super secret government technology, or it could have been extraterrestrials. So I guess it's really just two. Yeah. <laughs> but the equipment malfunction is kind of the most mundane, but it's, it's possible. That is, you know, the radars on the Princeton could have been reporting something that wasn't there, you know, a false read, which happens, absolutely happens all the time. But the Super Hornet's optical equipment would have had to make the same mistake yeah. simultaneously. And then the pilots, pilots who actually saw the phenomenon would have had to have been imagining yeah. what exactly. they saw, that they've seen a 40-foot tic-tac. And then the brief video of the GoFast video would have had to pick up a visual artifact yeah. as well. It would have to be more than one four, equipment four malfunction. Things, essentially, yeah. Effectively. Is all of this likely? No. Maybe, no. I guess, but no. I don't know. It's a coinkitting. It would Very be. An, it would have been an amazing cascade of yeah. you know equipment malfunctions, uh, something. I mean, essentially, and and, and the actual physical silent sightings that would be tantamount to a kind of mass hysteria. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, there's there's UFOs out there. Go look at them. Our radar's picking up. Oh, now our now our radar's picking them up. Okay, that's that's diff two different kinds of yes. equipment malfunction. Oh, yeah. now I see them. Now, and you're, now you're our video cameras seeing. are oh, capturing now, yeah. them. Yeah. It's, it, it, that's, that's that's three. I, it's weird. Yeah, it's not possible. The second explanation that uh, Kyle Mizukami came up with was that it's the, um, you know the, it's kind of the old school idea that we we the U.S. government has something in the air that's really really fast and can do amazing things, but it's in a really secret program. Right and now. and they started it 15 years ago and or at we least, still don't know about it. Yes. Yeah. 
I mean, the stealth fighter and the stealth bomber were, were held secret for years while people were talking about it and rumors mm-hmm. had been flying about them for a long time. Other other things have too. I think the U-2 spy plane, there was buzz about that for years before it was exposed. And it was only exposed because the Russian shot went down in 1962. So there's precedent for that. And there have been secret programs that were held secret for a long time over the years. But again, the, the Tic Tac, the things that Tic Tac did are reported to have done seem... Not years ahead of current technology, but light years ahead of current technology. And not just technology, but the laws of physics. Yes. And this goes yeah. for whether it's one of ours or one of theirs, because a lot of people have posited the idea that it's Russian or mm-hmm. something right. not yeah, US. Right, but not physics. Yeah, exactly. That applies to all of us. It, we hope. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There, except to Trump's hair. Yeah. That <laughs> defies <laughs> physics as well Jesus and has Christ. been doing that for quite some time, as a matter of fact. Mm-hmm. And skin. Yeah. Alani's will to live. <laughs> <laughs> that defies yeah. all common sense. There is some skepticism, though, about the videos, right? Video Again, video artifacts are not completely unheard of. So could there be something going on there? Possible. That That's not truly physical? Uh, maybe. There is skepticism about the sightings, too. I mean, even experienced pilots have misidentified things in, this, in the sky. That can happen and has happened before, too. For instance, some people wonder how how did Fravor see something that was maybe forty to sixty feet long from miles away and accurately accurately report its its movements. He was miles detail. away from it at first. Yeah, mm. yeah. I mean, okay. they're they're way in the air. Mm-hmm. So when it, when they were twenty eight thousand feet and it went down to the ocean, think about that. Mm-hmm. That's now more than four miles away. Yeah. But he wasn't the only one to see it, though. Remember, and his description absolutely matched the video. Yeah. So. We're left with it's pretty compelling. Yeah. How about the churning water, right? Some people have said that maybe that was a submarine submerging, and they just happened to see it at that time. If so, what was the object that came above it? And right. when, yeah. they, when they reported this, no one could have just said, oh, yeah, the USS exactly. whatever yeah. is, is there. That was it. Yeah, I, You would think they would know that there was a sub there, right? The actual Tic Tac, people say, could have been a reconnaissance drone. Or something like that, right? Again, though, you get back to... It still did things yeah. that a drone yeah. couldn't do. Exactly. So, I don't know. Some people say, okay, the sudden movement, the go-fast video, right? Where it suddenly darts to the left off the frame. That was really just the plane banking violently while the object was more or less stationary. So it looks like it's darting off the plane. But I, I, I don't think that's true because the video shows the instrument readout. Mm-hmm. That the pilot can see, and it shows oh, like its okay. its degree, its angle, all that kind of stuff. So I don't think. Yeah. I mean, I'm not an expert on that, but um, I think expert would chime in and say, "Yeah, it's obviously you look look there on the readout. There's lots of numbers there and angles and things like that." Yeah. Look, yeah, yeah. They banked suddenly and and they maneuvered, and I, I no one's saying that's for sure what yeah. happened. There's an astrophysicist named Leon Golub of the Harvard-Smithsonian Center for Astrophysics, and he feels the chance that the pilots saw actual ETs is completely remote. He cited, quote, so many other possibilities, bugs in the code for the imaging and display systems, atmospheric effects and reflections, neurological overload from multiple inputs during high-speed flight. As he's saying, all these things, you know, radar data, Mm -hmm. the physical, the actual sightings, the video, the eyewitnesses, they'd all have to be happening at the same time, that it has to be, again, this yeah. cascade of events and misidentifications that are both electronic and equipment and human error. Right. Not impossible, but certainly not the 
likelihood that he seems... I mean, I, I would yeah. consider myself at core a skeptic, but an open-minded mm-hmm. skeptic. And some of these skeptics come off as, I can't admit I don't know what's happening, so I have to just sort of right. wish it away and say, oh, that's bullshit. Yeah. It's impossible. Yeah. Why? Well, because of these things, these big words I'm about to tell you. Just admit you don't know what the hell it is and what, what's happening. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean... You believe in... That it, it, it is a UFO aliens. and it could yeah. be something, but don't act like you're sure of that because yeah. that's nonsense. It's yeah. not even the Navy sure. They absolutely aren't. So it, it could it have been this cascading comedy of errors and misidentifications and equipment malfunctions. I mean, maybe. But we also have the story of impossible aircraft behavior verified by multiple sophisticated equipment told calmly and rationally by multiple highly trained professionals who have the opposite of a reason to make any of this right. stuff up. Right, yeah. So officially the Navy, like you just said, officially the Navy says we don't know what it was. Right. We don't know if it's extraterrestrial. We don't know if it wasn't. But they are guessing, they've guessed that it could have been caused by a commercial drone or something like that. Yeah. They, I guess officially or unofficially they've said that, but we don't didn't need to rehash it, but it goes back to all the physical things it was doing that no commercial yeah. drone can come anywhere near doing. But the incidents did apparently induce the Navy to redo their and, and their reporting procedures for aircraft. Oh. So basically, um, for, for quote, suspected intrusions into our airspace, the Navy now has a new pre- reporting procedure. So it appears they're taking it pretty seriously. Yeah. We also, we also know that the Navy is taking it pretty seriously by an incident that happened right back in 2004 right after the GoFast video was shot. This was the whole, the print, remember this is the first one, the Princeton Nimitz, Nimitz yeah. event? Yeah. So back then, crew members did share that video amongst one another on like naval internal email. Uh-huh. Within 12 hours of this being shared, apparently, a helicopter landed on the Princeton with non-uniformed personnel. Guys in suits and dark sunglasses, we imagine. Mm -hmm. They demanded all the radar, electronic, and data recordings of this UFO. Everything. Petty Officer Verhees. Can't remember his first name. I didn't write it down. Jason. No, (laughs) Carrie. Verhees. V-O-O-R-H-I-S. He was in charge of that intelligence on board the Princeton. He said, I'm going to need to see some ID. They said, (laughs) nope. You're not going to see it. He said, well, then I can't what? just give you that stuff I'll ha- unless the captain authorizes it. Yeah. So they walked off, went and talked to the captain. Captain came right back to Verhus and said, give them everything they want. Mm-hmm. And they did. Wow. So they don't, that, that every bit of, and, and Verhus was talking about, look, this had everything. You could have essentially recreated the entire incident from the day that we gave them. This is a story written by a, a kind of a UFO researcher, but it's very well documented that this did happen. Huh. So... Yes, there has to be some kind of doubt, but that doubt is really centered, it seems like, on, on two things. One, on the videos. Could they be artifactual? It's possible. It's also not clear that how classified they were. And again, when they came out, the Navy said, yeah, those are ours. They didn't, you know, you know what I mean? They didn't right, yeah. raise a fuss. And that confuses some people. But there also are questions about the radar, too, by the way. We'll get to that in a, in a minute. So, uh, so again, this History Channel program came on, uh, this unidentified Inside America's UFO Investigations. If, if you want to see it, it's, I, in my opinion, it does a good job. It's not overly sensationalized. But I could not help noticing, this is the first episode that talks about the Go Fast incident, I could not help noticing that the show did not devote one single millisecond to any kind of alternative theory or any mm-hmm. kind of expert whatsoever. 
And in my mind, that's a fail. That's just lazy or, you know, you know what I mean? A lot of those shows like that are ridiculous. They're absurd. They're over the top. They're gullible. They're dishonest in terms of they want to prove UFOs are real because that's something yeah. they get to audience. Mm-hmm. This show is better than that. I, I thought I thought it was it was relatively even-handed and it told a, a non-sensationalized story, but at the same time, you still have to present alternatives counter-arguments, and they didn't at all, not mm-hmm. not one second of it. So it's a little disappointed for that reason. Recently, President Trump, Ugh. very recently, aye, aye, aye. he admitted he had been briefed on the Nimitz incident, right, the 2004 incident. Not supposed to do that. Why? Why would he be briefed on something that happened so long ago? I don't know. He said he was, though. He said, quote, Uh, I did have a very brief meeting on it. I'm guessing that they showed him outtakes of Close Encounters. Mm -hmm. Or, no, no, no. They showed him that scene from Independence Day where Laser destroys the White House instantaneously. He jumps up, looks out the window, scared shitless, and they're just fucking with him. Mm -hmm. That was it. They do that to him every morning. They probably do. (laughs) (laughs) He's all, but can you, can Uh, they, can they really do that? I'm sure he asked. Yes, Donald. Yes, they can. No tweeting today. (laughs) It's not going to work. So Trump said, quote, People are saying they're they're seeing UFOs because he oh, he ascribes everything to people, just people. Yeah, people. Yes. So people are saying that they're seeing UFOs. Do I believe it? Not particularly because he doesn't want to look stupid. Yeah. When uh, reports reporters asked Trump though if he knew of any ex- extraterrestrial secrets, you know, or anything held yeah. by the held by the government, he said, "Quote: I think our great pilots would know." And some of them, so no, <laughs> I don't, know. don't trust them with that information. And some of them see things a little bit different from the past. Makes no sense. What? We're watching, and you'll be the first to know. Oh my god! <laughs> that's, just, that's just standard Trumpies. It makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. It's an he can't. He's got to make himself. He's got to try to sound smart and and informed rather than just say, well, "No, I haven't seen anything." They yeah. haven't shown me, you know, a, a freezer locker with an alien in it with a gray. So just say, I don't know. No, God. I don't know. I haven't got around to it. Not that important to me. I'm sure they, Jesus la- Christ. they asked Obama that question, and he probably laughed and said, yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to tell you. Secret. So that's what Trump thinks. What do you think? Why do we care? On the plus side, I'll say this. The different means of detecting the UFOs all dovetail. Lots of military personnel experience the same phenomena. It occurred at many different... Um, instances and in different time periods and in different places yeah both coasts of the of the u.s and what the objects did was impossible by yeah. human technology on the minus side though it's the way the anomalies seem to have only been picked up by the newer radar systems bear with me in 2004 commander fravor he did not see the objects on his super hornet his radar on his plane remember right, that right yeah this was an older radar from the 1980s. The objects were picked up by the Princeton, which had a much newer, more sophisticated radar system. Then again, in 2014, Lieutenant Graves and his colleagues in those Super Hornets 10 years later were getting brand new, new upgraded radar systems. In fact, it appears that the planes that didn't have the upgraded radar systems were not getting hits. Well, I have an explanation for that. And as they got hits, they started... As they got upgraded radar, they started seeing and tracking these yeah. phenomena, these objects. Yeah. Which is what? Only the new radar can pick it up. Can pick up cloaked uh, devices. I like it. I like it. Now that could be true. Duh. All right. All right. All right. I don't know if duh is. is. I wouldn't be shocked <laughs> if we were trying to do our own cloaking technology. I'm, oh, we are. We, we yeah, are. Totally yeah. Are. And then so we're doing anti cloaking technology. Maybe. Yeah. Of course. Because if we I mean, can think of the, it, our opponents can think of it. To me, that's not an argument. 
for it being a hoax or a, a mis- or a mistake or yes. you know it could be it could oh, it could be both it could that's be that more it's of able an to argument. detect it yeah or yes. it, but it it really could be that it's just it's working out the kinks okay, it's so brand, it's new I'm, I know you're not going to have an answer for this but shouldn't the smarty pants scientists who developed the new radar techniques know what the new Radar technology can pick up that the old stuff couldn't. Well, they're not going to tell you if you call them smarty pants. That's Why? What, that's I think a good that's what thing. Maybe that's what they're. Uh, maybe, right now. probably, but I don't know if radar. I mean, they don't know what it is, so they don't know what should or should not be able to track it if they don't know what the object is. I know, but they they might know like this. This new radar technology is more sensitive for the blah 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 blah, blah frequencies, blah, 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 blah. or sure, you know, sure. megahertz or gigahertz or I don't know. <laughs> Love hurts. They could, <laughs> maybe, maybe, I don't know. But it, it has been argued by technological sophisticated smarty, folks, smarty pants, smarty pants other smarty pants people, that this could be a radar, mal, not a malfunction is the right word, yeah. but a radar artifacts because of the new radar. That is it's more than a coincidence that only yeah. the new radar was picking these things up. Yeah. I don't know. We know how you feel about technology, so. Who's you? Me, Dean, you, me. What I, what I, no, I don't like. Uh, it's, it's software technology that I hate so much. I love radar. Big fan, big fan of radar. It's, yeah. it's, uh, you know, cell phone instructions. Dean curses technology oh, fails on a evil. daily basis. Technology, technology companies are <laughs> oh, get yeah, a maybe. pass for being super incompetent every day because we're so wowed and awed by the things they can do. Make your goddamn product, products better, not just newer and <laughs> and, and gee whizzer. Instead of looking at stupid new little things to, to put on there, make the goddamn stuff you do, your core function, competent and better. They, uh, there are technology fails every day. I every know, stuff so maybe that's it. the issue with this new radar. Maybe so. That's what I'm saying. That could be true. Also, by the way, that ominous rush to get all that data off the Princeton by those mysterious guys yeah. in suits, right? Yeah. Well, that would track with, if it was some kind of a super secret government program, that's, that's what they would do because yeah. you want to keep it super secret. So that also could have a... Uh, but that's also what they would do if they got wind of a, a, a alien aircraft. Yes, that is true. Either way. So again, it cuts both ways. Yes. It absolutely could be innocent and it could be guilty. Yeah. So again, though, we go back to eyewitness accounts, all this equipment, tracking it, seemingly tracking the same thing, no exhaust, no heat, no wings... Speed and acceleration that defies physics. All those pilots, all that equipment, all those times and places that it was seen. Flip a coin. I don't know. So I, I, you know, shots in the dark. My shot is I'm 50-50. And I'm nowhere near that in any other. And I've read every major UFO incident in my life. I'm nowhere close to that with any other UFO incident this one is the most baffling by far. I'm 70-30. Ooh. 70-30 in favor of it being a UFO? Yeah. Cloaked? Yeah. Cloaked, you're 100. Yeah. Zero. Well, yeah. 99. 99. I'm 110% <laughs> <laughs> I think it's aliens because I want there to be aliens. <laughs> and I think it'd be cool. Uh, I, yeah, I can totally I, see that. Aliens coming over, just popping up, seeing, oh, we're not on. Oh, they got a lot of this water. Let's hover <laughs> above that. Oh, let's. I they're suppose. coming close. Oh, too close. Gotta go. You, yeah. you, you know who else that the newcomers would, would be great? 
the Native Americans. How did that work out for them, Aaron? How did that work out? Not very well. We're no. still doing it to them. Well, you know, if they've Small been pox. coming here for 15 years at least, and, and they haven't destroyed us yet. That's true. They taught us how to make bread. Then maybe they're nice. Yeah. I trust them. Uh, we hope so. Yeah. And if you're listening, alien overlo- overlords. If you're also listening, if you're a white side. person in Hawaii, get out of there. Oh my God. <laughs> that come from so okay that's just weird colonizing okay uh that's the story of the <laughs> tic-tac-toe the, the white of the, the white people in hawaii <laughs> apparently it has something to do with the white people in hawaii I don't know you all are modern day colonizers okay. get out of there all right, all right. that's our story we're sticking and to we're it sticking to it carrie mm. i am up in the air but very open-minded about it and certainly something strange i think happened twice Aaron is for sure it's aliens because she aliens. wants it to be aliens. I want it to be aliens, so I believe. But more doesn't than twice. want white people in Hawaii. And Carrie yes. is 70-30, and she's convinced that it's cloaked. Yep. Okay. Well, we know it's cloaked. Even if it's, <laughs> even if it's ours, it's cloaked. Yeah. It's ours, it's cloaked. If it's not, it's cloaked. So that's just, again, I urge you to go check out those videos. They're, they're, they're fascinating. There's no getting around it. I'll try to post links or something on yeah. Facebook. Post links, post uh, pictures too. You can, you can see, post the Batman picture that okay. I, I'm, I hope, I, I'm sure I have it somewhere. And and take a look, and please tell us what you think. I, uh, vote. <laughs> no, I don't know what the hell that means. Anyway, that's it. <laughs> Carrie? Yeah. Uh, you'll be able to find us on Weird World Podcast on Facebook and Instagram and Patreon and the World Wide Web and Twitter. Weird World Pod on Twitter. And? Oh, weirdworldpodcast at gmail.com. I didn't know there was an and. I just said that. I know. Yes, okay. That's it. Thanks. Yeah. Until next time. Thanks for listening, everybody. Love you. Bye. Love you, alien overlords. Yeah.